Are you almost done with your ice cream cone? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna do the intro. No. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Twin U, where twins educate you on the world's most pressing issues, like having to do the intro by yourself because your sister is still eating an ice cream cone. Love a good cone. (laughs) (laughs) The worst is starting late because of you. No. Ice cream cone. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. You too. Ashley. Ashley (laughs) O'Brien. Ashley Romanic O'Brien. They can't respond. I'm eating an ice cream cone. (laughs) You're the worst. Are you almost done? I don't want to make you choke on the ice cream cone when I tell you this amazing topic. (laughs) No, don't worry about it. I only have a couple more bites. I hope the last bite has no ice cream in it. (laughs) Um, so... Ashley... Yes, my ice cream cone is over. Thank you oh. for waiting, for patiently waiting with no, um, you know, passive, passive aggressive tone in your voice at all. Okay, shut up. <laughs> okay, shut up. <laughs> okay, fine. How are you, you monster? Well, aside from having to wait from you for you all night, oh! so we can start twin you. <laughs> I that guess I'm okay. Not true. You are the culprit almost always when we're late. No, no. Ashley, Ashley, Ashley. Ashley. Jackie. Ashley. Jackie. Bear. You <laughs> you you are a liar. Uh yeah. I've, admit it. Having a, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my god. You ha- admit it. I will not. You're a liar and a cheat. You're a liar and a hoarder. A plant hoarder. I am a plant hoarder, but they all look great. And they there are no like great. There's no mummified cats pressed underneath them or anything. Why would that happen? You know, hoarders, they have, like, houses full of, like, trash and newspaper and stuff. And sometimes <laughs> oh, a box my... will fall on a cat. Yeah, I almost forgot we talked, but I mentioned hoarders. Oh. A second ago. <clears throat> well, I actually did forget until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're drunk from that ice cream cone. Oh, it was so good. I had Sprinks. It's a Yum. waffle cone. Sometimes you just need a cone. What kind of ice cream? Um, it is almond milk, chocolate, almond milk, chocolate chunk. Oh, sounds great. Yeah, they didn't, I would have preferred the cookies and cream that they sometimes have that's non-dairy, mm-hmm. but uh, they were out, so we had to get the chocolate chunk. And, you know, it'll do. In a pinch. In a pinch? Yeah. There is huh. um, a mint chocolate chip Ew. version. <laughs> Ew. I, this somehow has become a debate. I don't know why people don't like mint. But it's It's like eating toothpaste and cookies i don't know why you do it together i don't i i actually find mint to be delicious but i found out that taylor likes mint too but i didn't know that about her yet so we're gonna get it oh wow learning so much even now yeah learning stuff every day how how are you poodle i'm good um i just got back from miami right miami i forgot about that how'd it go it was really fun. Um, uh, I, act, I act like I didn't call you every five seconds when you're in there. I know. You would not leave me alone. You were fucking relentless. <laughs> like, how did it go? Oh, I know all the stuff that you did. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, the Like, so my friend and I went together and we almost didn't make our flight. We <laughs> Jackie started, had to run. I did. And it was not graceful. <laughs> Can I tell a quick story? Um, <sighs> so... Was this was this early college or was yeah. this high school? Early yeah. college. Jackie was doing a lot of sculpture art with like old deconstructed tires from like the highway. And so we got into this habit every time we would like drive between Buffalo and Rochester to like look at blown out tires in the side of the road. And so you'd <laughs> see one and we'd have to like quickly spy it. And then I would, I'd always be driving because Jackie didn't get a license until she was 30. 24. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, um, I'm actually really lucky when we took her driver's license her driver's license exam, Jackie went first and really broke the instructor in for me. <laughs> that yeah. woman was haggard looking when I got in the car. <laughs> she was haggard before. I think you did it. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think she was looking at what I was doing as risky after having you. <laughs> yeah. Um, it didn't go well. Yeah. I also failed two more times after that. Yeah. Whatever. You have a license now. Um, so 
we're driving. I had to quickly, I always had to quickly pull over. And then Jackie would get out of the car <laughs> and for whatever reason would run back <laughs> to get the tire. And I have this really vivid memory of her running behind the car in flip flops, <laughs> like just looking out of my rear view mirror. And like, <laughs> it, you know, like they say when they're teaching running, running is just like a series of falling and catching yourself. Jackie completely embodied that. <laughs> I was like, it was, it was, it was so amazing and astounding and like painfully unathletic <laughs> to watch her <laughs> try and like maximize her speed. It was just like so <laughs> inefficient. <laughs> God, I wish you didn't remember it with such. I'll never forget it. <laughs> I know I you never... bring it up all the time. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. So when you say that you were running <laughs> to catch your flight, I'm picturing you doing that inefficient run, mm. <laughs> almost falling, but holding a bag. Yeah, I had a backpack <laughs> and I was wearing overalls. Does that flesh oh. out the image for you? Oh, yes. Wonderful. You were wearing flip-flops, were you? No, no, I wasn't wearing flip-flops. <laughs> you could see the flip-flops just failing underneath her. <laughs> Jesus like catch, catching wind <laughs> it had to be like you know when you're wearing flip-flops and your foot gets too far forward and it just hurts that's what it was like yeah and it was so <laughs> hot on the road yeah why were you running i don't even remember why you were running we were on the side of the highway and it was scary <laughs> <laughs> wow you sound terrible yeah yeah let's just glaze over that so um i asked you how you were you got back from Miami, Miami. Um, what else? Yeah. How else did it go? So it was great. We made our flight. Literally, Rob was holding the gates. The ladies, he was trying to convince them that to let, like keep the gates open for me. Were you? St- did he get far ahead of you? <laughs> so what happened was, let me preface this by saying, <laughs> Rob is a distance runner. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you weren't. You are not. <laughs> No, um, but actually, there we didn't go at the same time because um, the machine that so I, we got funneled to different like uh, what is it called security checkpoints. So he went to one, I went to the other, and then the one that was next to me, like beside me, broke. So they funneled everybody from there over to mine. So it got mm-hmm. delayed. So it just kept taking forever. And when he finished, yeah, and you, you really needed the extra minutes there. We did, yeah. And I was like, Rob. No, you personally compared to Rob. All right, all right. (laughs) You could have used the extra time. It's too bad you weren't in Rob's line and he was the other way around. You might have met there at the same time. (laughs) You're such an asshole. (laughs) You really needed the handicap, though, for real. (laughs) Okay, I made it. I ran the whole way. (laughs) Oh, my God. I wish I could have seen it. I wish I could have been one of those, like, you know, like, sometimes there's, like, those security cameras up in the corners and they just look like a big metal like bowl you know talking about they're like kind of like curved convex and (laughs) i wish i could just those were my eyes i wish i could just watch you (laughs) you're such an asshole sprinting through the airport (laughs) rob begging (laughs) (laughs) when i made it um we both went down to the airline (laughs) and he jumped in the air he's like wow we did it That's amazing. Um, so anyway, in Miami, saw about a million lizards. Nice. Um, Did you get a count of them or no? Well, okay. Day one was seven lizard. It was a seven lizard day. Seven and lizard then, day is a good day. Yeah, and then day two was a five lizard day. Not as good, but still good. And Wait. then, what? go ahead. What Ashley? Do you ever see? Do you ever read the book, The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime? No, it's a very it's long. About the- it is, it is. But it's about this um, young man who's autistic and he decides whether it's going to be a good day or a bad day based on which color cars he sees in the morning. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I just kind of ran. Like, Go ahead. Seven um, lizard day, then a five lizard day. What's next? And then uh, day three was probably like a 200 lizard day. 200? No way. Yeah, we went to the um, Vizcaya Gardens and there oh. was just oodles of lizards and i saw an alligator so i'm counting that as like 50 lizards because <laughs> it, it could be like 50 lizards inside of an alligator suit you know yeah yeah exactly that's what i trying to that. like be at the top of the food chain even though they're not really so it was great i loved being there it was uh beautiful collected some shells saw some art ate some good food 
but I missed my little uh, Vermont family and, um, you know, I missed my new boo. So someone's got a new boyfriend. Spicy. Spicy. He's a welder. Yeah, he's a welder. He's a, a handsome welder. Is there another kind? Uh, yes. <laughs> oh. um, he's a handsome welder with beautiful laugh lines. Oh, love that. Love that for you. Thank you, uh, Poodle. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Oh, also, um, the creator is doing well, and that makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jackie, I heard that you have a topic to teach me this week. I do. I have a topic to teach you, and it's going to take a thousand years, so I'm taking your time, too. Perfect. I will yield my time, and then I will give you off next week. Fine. Um, It better be good. Oh, (laughs) trust me. It's good. Okay. Um, uh, All right. Well, okay. You're a scientist, and you might appreciate this. Or maybe not. No, you definitely will, because it's also about twins. Is it more about the sand puppy? It is, uh, no, there are no sand puppies, although you might consider thinking about sand puppies partway through because this is pretty bleak. Oh, come on. Hey, what are you going to do? I'm back to it. Oh, I only have one week of happiness with that. It was for your birthday gift. Thank you. Did you like it? I did. I liked it. I wish um, I wasn't going to be so bummed after this. Well, too bad. We're going to talk about the Neubauer experiment, or otherwise known as the Louise Wise experiment. Have you ever heard of this? I have not. <laughs> you sound a little nervous. I'm, like, pretty nervous. Yeah. Okay. I'm, like, worried because I'm going to go to bed after this. What if I have a nightmare? It's okay. It's fine. You might. Just make sure- well, Taylor will spoon me. I'll make sure. And then I'll spoon Darla, and Fletcher will lay at my legs. Okay. This was a 1960s era controlled experiment it's which always was always in the 1960s god damn what were they doing around that time they were just like let's make as much creepy scary <laughs> like lifetime trauma that we can it certainly um opened up discussion to create ethics and experimentation oh. okay. um and this was no exception to that okay so uh, this was the Louisa Wise experiment, and it was in the 1960s. It was a controlled one. And it was an attempt to get at the central psychological question, nature versus nurture, and oh, no. the twinning reaction. Some One of the twins is really going to lose, I feel like. <laughs> so in the 1960s and 70s, clinical psychiatrist Peter Neubauer and now defunct adoption agency Louise Wise Services arranged to place twins and one set of triplets 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 (laughs) one set of triplets in different homes in order to study how they reacted and when i say different homes i mean splitting up the twins splitting up the triplets everybody goes to a different home yeah so this study has been held by many researchers historians and just people who understand the the way that this study was run um, as being highly unethical. And the reason for that is because the cost that was put, the the people of the study were put through could never, um, could never possibly stack up to what they found. Um, So it's considered highly unethical. And when someone mentions unethical research practices, this is frequently cited. Oh man. Yeah. So the reason being that neither the children's biological parents, the adoption families, or the children were ever informed that they had a sibling, much less a twin or a triplet member. So nobody knew besides the researchers and the scientists and, of course, those who were running the Louise Wise Services Adoption Agency. How did they get that? Like, how did the scientists like what? I guess my biggest question is, A, who was funding the research? Who wanted to know? And then Uh, B, the next question is, how does one get an adoption agency to get in their back pocket for that? Like, I'm sure money. Well, you're right about that. Um, the reason for all that was because it was funded by Yale's research labs. It's just fucking Yale? Yep. God. Um, so the study... So uh, this was a study that was really difficult to maintain because one of the main tenets of it required the researchers to regularly collect data from the patients and because of that they had to keep going back to where all these children were separated into these different homes and Mm -hmm. they had to make excuses 
And the parents, of course, didn't know. And the kids didn't know. And, you know, so they went and they would be like, oh, we're just checking in to make sure that the everything's going well. And the parents were like, okay, well, I guess. Like, I want yeah. this to go well. So um, not only did the parents not know that the children were part of a research program, but they also had no idea that there were twins involved. They had no idea that there's, their children were separated from a twin. And I, a lot of them said later that if they had known, they would have fought pretty tirelessly to either have them all in the same, at least relate, like, you know, exposed to each other or in a relationship with each other or whatever, or tried to have both babies. Right, right. Somehow keep them affiliated. Um, so one of the people in the study who later found out she's part of the study, she later found she had a twin sister, but she didn't find that out to her late 30s. Oh, um, what so, a waste. Yeah. So during the uh, adoption process and, um, wait, hold on. Uh, not to inform families that their children are here to during the adoption process. Oh, no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, <laughs> do you remember that scene? Do you ever watch, you probably don't watch Family Guy, do you? Nope. There's one where he's like, it's uh, a centipede or a millipede and a centipede next to each other. And um, it's a group of millipedes. And they're like, wait a minute, are you a millipede? Hold on a second. He goes to to count his legs. Just... <laughs> I knew it. You were a centipede. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh, so okay. they also informed, like, they also failed to inform families during the adoption process that there was a second sibling. So if you had a twin, you didn't know that your child had a twin. And many of the families would, like, had said later that they would have definitely made an effort to involve their child with their twin or their triplet because they you know everybody fucking knows everyone knows that you can't separate twins you should not you shouldn't you shouldn't i mean unless it's like the mortal plane that they're separated by you should not separate twins yeah that's messed up so this is the study how it broke down okay so there were eight sets of twins and one set of triplets everybody was separated at birth and placed in different homes. So as soon as the babies were born, they were ripped away from each other and put to different homes and immediately subsequently studied. So from the time of birth through adulthood, these children were studied. Each sibling sibling was placed in a radically <laughs> different... Each sibling? Each sibling was placed in a radically different socioeconomic and social environment. So you'd have the triplets, for example, who were set in three different social brackets, um, financial brackets, and different parts of town, for example. And this was in New York, um, New York City, New Jersey area. So everybody was in, each sibling was put somewhere completely different so they could be studied based on those environmental characteristics that would either influence them or not. Okay. So Sharon Morello, one of the twins, um, told the news when she was being interviewed one time because um, there was a, there's a ton of information out there about this. So there are three or two documentaries. There are several news specials. If you want to look it up, you totally can. Cool, cool, um, cool. But in one of her interviews, um, she said that researchers would come to her home periodically over the span of at least 12 years of her childhood. Um, she added that they they gave interviews. They administered interviews with her. They took photos of her, recorded videos of her, like riding her bicycle and doing ballet. Um they also had them do things like a lot of testing, like picture identification, math problems, um, reading to a researcher, just really observing all of their collected, you know, traits and characteristics and what their education was like. And right. they intentionally placed children in situations where they would less likely thrive than their sibling. What? First of all, didn't the parents find this strange? Like at some point you have to be like, okay, it's been 10 years, the kid is fine, you know, the kid is fine. I don't know. I mean, maybe they just thought they had to do it because they were going through an adoption agency and they wanted to keep their child. I mean, they must have done something like that, but that is pretty it's all pretty. It's all pretty hush-hush, actually, and I'll explain that a little bit later. Um, so this woman, Sharon Morello, didn't find out she had a twin until she was 49, no. Despite all of this testing. Oh my so god, like, is she still alive? Uh, yes. Oh, god. So, um, 
what's also interesting so all these children are being studied independently all these different circumstances it's at least two decades three decades in some cases and then in the 1990s a decade after so like so okay in the 80s this study was stopped so that means 20 ish years was the the breadth of the study a long time yeah um so in the 1990s, after it stopped, um, Neubauer and the Child Development Center of the Jewish Board of Family Services arranged to have the records at Yale locked. Okay. And nobody knows why, except for the Jewish Board um, um, and the uh, you know Yale Board, and. Um, this power to lock these records is supposed to extend for 75 years. Wow. So, jeez. The records are supposed to remain sealed until October 25th, 2065. And Neubauer, this this butthole who died in 2008, literally never published any comprehensive account of the study at all. That's because it was unethical? Uh, we don't know. We don't know what the study was framed. They don't know what the data was meant to collect. They don't know anything about it. They don't know even some of the possible information that they got or things that they did to the kids. They don't know. That's so frustrating. So in 96, he wrote a book with his kid, with his son called Nature's Thumbprint, The Genetics of Personality. And he lightly references the study's findings, but barely covers it and really just kind of says that he did the study. Um, and what's interesting too is like these all this all of the study information is not digitized because it was sealed in the 90s and it's in the Yale stacks in the library like the public part of the library or not right no 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 it's it's like under lock and key and um, so the study it's it's the it's like two decades of really contentious data that examines Differences of twins and triplets reared and separated and as a state-sanctioned experiment. So this was sanctioned by the state, supported by Louise Wise, orchestrated by Neubauer, and now it's being concealed and hidden by Yale and the, U- the Jewish Board of Family and Children's Services. What? Like, the, why would... The Jewish Board of Family Services, how are they involved? Like, is this I a don't eugenics know. I issue? Think that it's, I think it's a, I think it's possible that Louis, I think the Louise Wise um, services, which is now not a thing, could have possibly had ties with that, but it's not really all that clear. And like, here's the thing too, like, yes, it is unethical. And obviously, you know, they shouldn't have conducted the study that way. But we have the data. Like, it happened at this point. Is mm-hmm. Newbar, he's dead, right? He died in 2008. Like, what's the deal? Open it up. Right. Right. And he, um, there's a, a scientist called Hoffman. His last name is Hoffman. And he said that the reason that it's likely that it's not been released is because it's possible that the damage done to the families and the children extraordinarily outweighs any of the findings collected. So it might just be a huge embarrassment to Yale, and they're trying to hide it. The embarrassment to the family, like the families of the, of the. No, what I said was it's a it's <laughs> okay. What I said was the collected data probably didn't amount to much. Oh, I see. Basically, what probably happened was the children there was like a huge disparity in how the children reacted in terms of how they were feeling, thinking and how they are growing up and the data they collected. So the reason that that's important and probably central is because a lot of the children had extraordinary mental illness or defit, like they were, they were having mental health issues in their adolescence and as adults. I wonder and, if, that has, if that's anything like attributed to them being adopted or not having their twin around. It could be either, but the cost of these, you know, the repercussions of these mental health issues probably did way outweighs whatever data they collected, which the data they collected was probably could have been happier with their twin. This kid's kid's poor. This kid's rich. Right. 
Oh my god. And like you'd think a really good controlled study wouldn't separate twins and then put them at different socioeconomic fit. You would yeah. put them at the same socioeconomic background and see if which one thrived and which one did not. Right? right like isn't exactly. isn't that a properly controlled study? Like it there's a lot of problems, I think. Uh, so the reason this sort of came to light, I suppose, is in 2018, there was a uh, really cool documentary that came out called Three Identical Strangers, which details the story of the triplets. And then there was also um, uh, the twinning reaction, which is another documentary um, that is about the same story with the side of the twins. So the twinning reaction is something Jack. in 2018, the study became uh, the subject of two documentaries, which is what kind of brought this whole thing to light. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one called the three identical strangers, which has won countless film festival awards. It's about the triplets um, that one set of triplets. And oh, then okay. there's also a documentary called um, the twinning reaction, which tells a story of one of the pairs of twins. Cause there was eight pairs of twins. Eight pairs of twins. Wow. Mm-hmm. So uh, a huge part of both documentaries is the air of secrecy surrounding Neubauer's experiment. And it's inspired a lot of healthcare professionals to demand that these research files be released, despite Yale's commitment to keep them under wraps. Um, in fact, Hoffman, who I had mentioned before, Leon Hoffman, um, he is. And so Leon Hoffman and Lois Oppenheim uh, both of the New York Psycho- Psychoanalytic Society and Institute are trying to get this study to be released. And they uh, here's a quote by them. Um, the focus on the human costs of the study obscures important historical and scientific misunderstanding that deserves clarification. So the fact that the human cost is so high, we need this information. They right. need this information as scientists because they're like, we, you know, we need to make sure this never happens again, and we need to figure out and clarify what's scientifically understood by the study. Great. Yeah, because, like, that's a good example of how science, or the scientific method anyway, can help, you know, apply to practical life and improve your life. I mean, adoption agencies, if they're separating siblings, they need to know information like this. If it's going to create, you know, some kind of mental health issue by separating siblings that's not foreseen, mm-hmm. like maybe there's mm-hmm. something else in that study, like... That's that's something we could probably use information on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's sort of so. So there's like this after these two documentaries, people really started to pay attention to this. And why I keep bringing up the cost on human like psyche is because many of the separated children dealt with mental health issues. And I'm when I say many, I mean almost all of them. In fact, three of them committed suicide oh my god so at least at least and we don't know there could be more pairs of twins that were separated um but we know at least 15 children were separated after birth by the louise wise agency and neubauer um one of which that committed suicide is listed in the documentary uh, three identical strangers it's one of the triplets and oh. his name is eddie galland and um the two and he committed suicide in 1995 he frequently cited being down and feeling like he was missing something and he um he just couldn't he couldn't um and you know they all got together and they met each other and it's just like it was too late for him oh that's so fucking sad um, there were two others who also unfortunately committed suicide, um, but their names are not publicly known. Um, many of the si- siblings, um, whether or not they've chosen to give their names or anything, have cited feelings of emptiness or missing in their lives growing up, saying that there was always a part of them that they couldn't cite or figure out what was wrong, but they knew it was there. And they said a lot of the reason they sought the certain kind of help that they did whether it was drugs or a rough crowd or drinking um was because they felt like they were missing something really important and we're twins like you know that there is always something that connects us we, we joke that we get stronger and we get physically closer but i think that's <laughs> yeah. real i think that's real like we talked about quantum entanglement like that's that man i do have one question about the actual research though sure about the research uh, my question is more like if the research documents are sealed how do we know 
which twins or triplets were involved in the study. Is that just them reporting they saw this, I don't know, call for information? They're like, hey, someone needs to come to my house every year for well, 10 years. Like, how do we know these people? Well, the interesting thing is like the, uh, the they found out because they found out they were adopted. And then they're like, oh, who was I? Like, where was I adopted? Okay, Louise Wise. Okay, I was adopted at Louise Wise. And then they called to find information and they each were like, oh, weird. And somebody let it slip. And so it created this, this search. And it was just like a leak of information happenstance that got these people to each other. Okay. So like each of the cases, it was just like happenstance for each of them? Well, there there could be more, I guess. There there could be a lot more, actually. Um, And all of, and so after the triplets found each other and a couple of sets of twins found each other. Hello. The, um, there was more information like sort of found. They're like, well, if this happened to me, did this happen to anybody else? And so because of that drive, others were found. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's highly speculated that Neubauer had dozens of groups of twins. That's but we wouldn't know because we can't get to the research. What is what is in that research that he's not willing to that's gonna be so publicly embarrassing? I think it's I it has to be that it just wasn't all that fruitful, except for that it just makes him look like a dick. Yeah, it just makes people commit suicide and have mental health issues. So um, one of the twins that I mentioned before, Morello, um, she had she she actually was able to receive a really limited selection of the research about two years ago due to like a series of lawsuits. Oh, nice. The selection was of 700 pages. However, the information was heavily redacted. In fact, had like several of the pages were just fully black. Um, she has not received any of the photos, any of the videos, any of the recordings, and um, any of the tapes that are definitely stored. She even knows which boxes they're in. They're in Yale's University Library in boxes 50 through 58 in the shelving facility in Hamden, Connecticut. And she okay. feels pretty strongly that 12 years of research must have yielded more than 700 pages of material definitely and everyone else who's listening you heard the exact location if you are near Yale you know what to do yes get those boxes guard them take lots of pictures put them on the internet they can't take that back take them to the twins take them to the twins (laughs) (laughs) there's just like pairs of people running through the streets with blue boxes (laughs) <laughs> like archival boxes <laughs> everybody's carrying one yeah yeah in true twin fashion we split the work we bring it to the twin convention and isn't it like in idaho or twin cities it's like in twin city or something is it and yeah there's a twin convention and they do it every year we could bring it to that as like this giant comeuppance to yale and then we could post them you know just like in a presentation Yes, yes, I love that. We keep presenting, and there's people from Yale running onto the stage about to tackle us, but we keep talking until we get hit. Oh, my God. So I have some quotes, some stories, if you would like to hear it. Um, I'd I'd love to hear it. So uh, I'm going to talk about... I'm going to talk about two... In fact, I'd be positively tickled. Would you? Would you, in fact, be tickled? I I would be positively tickled if you told me. Actually, let me ask you this. What's that? Do you think if we were separated at birth, we would, we would miss, like, we would know? Yes. But, like, how do you know? I feel like it's one of those things, like, where, you know, you just are. Like, it's just a visceral thing. It's like being, like, gay or straight. And I don't, there are people that probably don't believe this and they suck. But, you know, (laughs) if you're a straight person, you just know that you are, you know? Yeah. You just, it's easy to tell because that's just how your body reacts to stuff. I feel like the twin thing, you just feel like you're part of a, a partnership right away. You're a twinship. You're quantumly entangled, as we say. As we say. Yeah, I think you'd, I think you'd definitely feel there was something missing there. Well, I think I mean, that would fuck me up, too. Yeah, I feel like you'd, you'd be searching for some sort of uh, validation that you get from your twin. Yeah, and that's what a lot of the people have said, that they feel like they were just missing some type of connection that they knew was important, but they could never satisfy. Yeah. And that's like, like, was it Carl Jung 
that was saying that humans desire some kind of state of like unconscious like need for chaos and unrest like a like um how a kid will wind up a swing and then want to feel dizzy from that and then as you move into adulthood you want to drink alcohol or take drugs to what was it, what is it called so i'm like suspended reality like people are already chasing that as like a psychological ne- like necessity imagine huh? adding to the fact adding that idea of missing that validating relationship to it you of course you'd be taking drugs or you'd have some kind of mental health issue oh my god wow okay well this actually mm. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. So, uh oh, uh oh. No, 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 no. When you it's... do, <laughs> when you do that, usually I get real sad. No, well, th- okay. So, like, this is bittersweet, but mostly sweet. Oh, okay. So, um, I have two stories, um, about like a strawberry, like a like a strawberry, like like a strawberry in peanut butter. Ew! What? I do that. Do you not do you don't you don't do that? I've never done that. I mean, I said you, but I wish I hadn't because I'll try it. It's it's actually really good. It's like a PB and J, but just the fruit. Oh my god! Why didn't I think that was gonna work? Of course, of course. I know it's it's actually really good. Sometimes I'll just buy like <laughs> what what. We're vibing. Go ahead. Oh, we are. We're vibing. We we here we go. Um, <laughs> do you, Ashley? Before I continue with my strawberry story, do you know what I'm sitting on right now? Are you sitting on that sheepskin? I am! I'm sitting on the sheepskin. It's so soft. Ew, I cannot believe you're sitting on it. I could barely touch it. <laughs> it's so plush. <laughs> oh, I had to get Jackie, because I think we've said this they already. They know, we've but... talked about it. Okay, well, the Facebook Marketplace sheepskin has been passed off. Yes, and, and I'm enjoying its fluffy, oily gifts. It's not oily. It's not oily. It. It looks oily. It does not look oily. You're gross. My my hand accidentally grazed it, and it was not oily, but I still feel like it is. Okay. Well, anyways, strawberries and peanut butter, you should give it a shot. Also, blueberries or grapes. Grapes, huh? Grapes are the least of the good ones. Like, like berries are really good. Grapes are less good because they're kind of, like, juicy, but mm-hmm. it's still good. I'm going strawberry picking on Friday, so I'm definitely going to do that. Ooh, sounds fun. I know. I'm going to make some strawberry lemonade, too. Oh, be careful of bees. Bees love strawberries. Bees love mashed-up strawberries, and they're all over the place. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I thought you meant... I thought it was somehow related to the strawberry lemonade. (laughs) You're like, wait, do bees love lemonade? I'm like, do bees love strawberry lemonade? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm allergic to bees, and I assume that means you're allergic to bees. An urban stung. I just count on you to, like, let me know. I feel like I must be. You gotta be. I mean, well, I (laughs) don't... I'm only allergic, I think, maybe because I've been stung so many times. Did you hear my brain deactivate when you said that about the bees? <laughs> yeah, I did. I heard, like, a puff of smoke. I was like, uh, um, well, <laughs> I just kept picturing, like, like a tiny bee using a straw to drink strawberry lemonade. <laughs> okay, we're pretty off task. Uh, right. Okay, so I'm going to tell you these two stories. Right, um, right. The first is about Howard Burrick and Doug Rausch. It um, sucks they have different last names. It does. So I'm going to give you a quote from Burrick. Um, He said, you just feel like you're missing something. You don't know what it is. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. But something was there. And that was how he lived his life up until his late 30s, early 40s. And what's fun, like, so he said that he felt that way his whole life and a little discontented. Um, And Doug Roush said something similar. And they ended up finding each other because... Howard was looking into his adoption. He called the agency that took over the cases from the Louise Wise. And he had some kind of like adoption related question. And the woman flippantly mentioned his twin. And he said, wait, what? I have a twin? And she was like, yeah. (laughs) You have a twin. She goes, yeah, you dumb dumb. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, And so the adoption agency gave him the phone number and um, to, you know, he he called him and he he waited for him to call him back, basically. And they talked and they were just instantly connected. Um, He said, I finally called him. We talked for a while, you know, like 
I knew this person my whole life. It was amazing. I think I may have exchanged pictures and stuff after that, you know. It's just like, man, you see yourself in a picture. You know, it's it's pretty strange. You see yourself in their pictures. Weird. And so uh, Doug Roush quoted saying, we lived parallel lives, essentially. And he said that because Doug Roush and Howard Berg both were hockey coaches and what? have children who also play hockey. Doug's daughter wears the number two and so does Berg's son. Both brothers carry their wallet in their front pockets and married their wives in 1992. Both of their wives are runners. Hold on. Why did the wallet thing get in there? That's like. I don't know. Someone's looking for another fact to add, maybe. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, their wives were extraordinarily similar. They're both runners, both successful in their fields and type A and had a similar aesthetic. Um, they found that they lived parallel lives. And if you look at pictures of these guys, they look like the same man. Like, they look like the same man. They have the same clothing. Like, wow. It, it's fucking weird. It's and a it's, wonder they didn't run into each other. They both coach hockey. I know. I know. I Maybe know. only a matter of time. Could have been. I mean, they did now. Um, one story that I'm finishing with was the one, this woman I've mentioned several times so far. And that's because she's one of the more open or people in the study. Um, Sharon. Sharon. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So she found out about having a twin um, be- and she became obsessed. Um, so she found out, I don't, let's see, how did she find out? Uh, da, 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 da. Mm, I don't know. I don't know how she found out, but she did. And she said she became obsessed with finding her because she just wanted to know her twin was healthy because she had just battled breast cancer. Oh, damn. So she was 49. She just had breast cancer. And the only information that she had about having a twin was that her twin existed. And they wouldn't give her any other information. What? So all she had was her own birth certificate, her social security number, which she knew would be different than her sister's, but probably similar. And all she knew was the name of her sister, Danielle G. Just Jan- just Danielle G. Wow. Yep. So well, she, she went. Go... Okay, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. I'm gonna no, no, it's okay. Um, she so um, when uh, Louise Wise service. So she had this information. This is like '96, and she had that information, but she couldn't find her sister. So in 2004, Jesus, she had to wait so long. I know. Louise Wise Services went out of business and turned over its records to the Spence Chapin Adoption Agency. So Morella went there for the contact information. She's like, Yo, 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 yo. I need to see my sister. Help me. And they didn't have a phone number or an address, but they had a name. So they gave her the name, which I'm not sharing because they don't have it listed publicly. Um, She probably doesn't want to be whatever associated or something. Um, And she went on fucking Facebook. So she, she searched Facebook rigorously and she found her twin. She reached out via message and she said, this is a quote. We instantly bonded. I mean, from that first email, we just clicked. I asked her, like, right in the beginning, are you afraid of anything, you know? Or what are your fears? And again, we found that we both don't like snakes, spiders, and heights. She wrote back the same thing. And she goes, I'm not kidding. Um, They met in person and discovered they both had two children. And they both named their youngest child Joshua. No fucking way. Yep. That's So, so much better than the front pocket wallet thing. Oh, for real. Um, And they are essentially inseparable. And so is um, the first pair of twins I talked about. Yeah, you've got to make up for last time. Right. And they spend all their time together. It's like just an instant connection. And of course it is because they're each other. They share every, they share all of their DNA. They shared a space, a womb. They grew together. They became living creatures together, living beings. (laughs) Creatures. Yeah, (laughs) true though. So, um, Currently, many of the twins, including Sharon, Doug, and Howard, are seeking to get the information from the study. And they're filing lawsuits and cases and just going to court and trying to get Yale to overturn it. There is a little bit of friction in that movement. Um, A constituent of Yale said that it's unlikely that they will be able to release the files. Ugh. Um, But... 
it's possible that they will release the, the research within two years. Okay, well, aren't they, like, entitled to information that was studied about them without their consent? Like, that's got to be... It's a grandfathered rule. They don't have... Those rules were not in place then. Yeah, but bodily autonomy is in the Constitution. Right, I know, but it's not... In terms of research studies, that was not part of the deal. They don't follow the Constitution in research studies? This is just like the Henrietta Lacks thing, remember? Yeah, no, I know. I know what you mean. But you know, in that situation too, they didn't view, you know, black people or people of color as having the same rights as those who were covered by the constitution. Right. And these, and in this experiment, they didn't think they were doing anything wrong, or at least that's what they claimed. However, the (laughs) level of secrecy that is being perpetuated here does not follow that line of thought at all. Clearly. No way. They must know it was wrong. Like even Neubauer- yeah, even Neubauer would not, cons- like, wouldn't give any interviews or any information or discuss anything about the cases. Do you think that after 20 years of work, you'd be so fucking proud of what you finished that you'd be shouting it from the, the rooftops? You'd think. You'd think. I My thesis took me, like, two years. I was like, I couldn't get enough of getting, like, I people ask me a question, sure, I'll let you know about it. You know what I mean? You will not I shut can- up about Hydra's. <laughs> yes. My dairy ends. Well, so that's the information I have about the Louise Lies or Neubauer experiment. Um, unfortunately, it's not information about the actual experiment because we don't know the data that came with it. And it's one of the great mysteries in science right now because, or at least in research science when it comes to psychology, because it would be really informative and uh, really helpful to know. But it's sealed, and it's really just the big britches of Yale that's keeping it sealed. I'm sick of the big britches of Yale and Hopkins with Henry L. Locks. Exactly. This is exactly the same thing. These big institutions, you know, pumped full of money and quote-unquote Make, important people. Making decisions for people's, you know, well-being. Mm-hmm. You don't get to choose. Can no, you my twin watch. Can you imagine? Can you imagine, Ashley? No. Being 40 years old and that's that's 49 years old that's nine. well wait if it wasn't a fucking drug addict by now yeah that's that's 17 years from now that we find out we're twins no it's too painful to think about i actually could cry thinking about it don't say that oh sorry (laughs) no i mean (laughs) i understand why you said it because of the the content but so no no no, 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 cover that for a while because i think it's really interesting and i also think human the way that people are impacted for science, for research, for advancement, it's, to me, it's not worth it. How do you keep these topics under wraps? What do you mean? Like, you don't tell me any of them. What do you mean thinking about this one for a while? How do you yeah, not talk about it? This was on my list since we started Twin you. How do you find out about all these? I watch a lot of documentaries. In fact, I plan to watch this as I fall asleep. The twinning. Um, I was just thinking I was going to do the same thing. No way. Twinning. <laughs> that was, <laughs> that was totally unintentional, but that's great. Um, hey, Jackie. You can't, you can't, Jackie. What? Yeah. I have no intention of naming any of my children Joshua. <laughs> I just want you to know that so you cannot name your child Joshua, too. <laughs> Thank you. I also um, refuse to name my children Frank. Um, Paul, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Brad, sure. Um, Kevin, Crystal. That's off. That's off the table. Crystal's off the table for me too. Piper, stop it. Piper, she's scratching my wicker chair and batting the most deadly plant in this room. Not for nothing, but you could probably punt her into outer space. Piper. Oh God, she's the worst. I mean, I wouldn't do it because you'd hurt her, but. If you wanted to, I bet you could. Yeah, but I wouldn't. Also, she'd probably latch on to me and we'd both <laughs> go to outer space. She's so scary. She is so scary. What were we talking about before that? Just twin stuff. Oh. Hey, um, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. We're not going to name our kids uh, Joshua, and hopefully they release those uh, that information about that study. 
I hope so too. I really appreciate you teaching me about that. I am, <laughs> I am expectedly a little sad, but also yeah. happy that they now have met their twins, but I'm also immediately sad again because some of them didn't make it. Yeah, I, it's kind of a huge proportion. Like, if you think about three out of 15, that's, that's just a what pretty we know. high. Like, what, 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 what's the percentile there? Like, But think about how many twins that there could have been in triple oh Like, we don't even know. Like, that's just three out of the 15 that we fucking know. And it was a very busy, prominent adoption agency in that era. In wow. New York City. So, like, it's probably a lot more. So, wait, wait. Is that, like, a fifth of them? It's, like, 20% of them committed suicide? Yeah. That kills me. Isn't that terrible? Wow. I my, my little twin... My, I don't like it. <laughs> my, like, person heart hurts for that. Not just my, my twin heart. Wait, are, are twins not people? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was saying, like, my, you said we have twin heart. Like, oh, oh, oh. oh. Just my saying, straight up... Are we lizards? Like, what are we? <laughs> We'd be pretty good lizards. Yeah, I would love to scurry up a wall. With you? With me? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I don't know, I'm picturing us being, like, some very nice, like, like, moderate to light green lizards. You think? Yeah, I don't think we'd be anything too bold or colorful. Well, it could get you snatched up. True. Although, those green lizards, they're pretty bright. Um, okay, well, maybe we're, like, mud-colored lizards. <laughs> That tracks. That's on brand. Yeah, their butthole <laughs> eyes. <laughs> Lizards do have butthole eyes. Ugh. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you uh, for yeah, teaching thanks. me about this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're the best mm-hmm. music. Um, yep. Thank you to everyone for listening to this episode of Twin You. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we will okay okay <laughs> we will see you next week well, we'll later we'll hear you we'll hear you bye okay, bye